Hi, I'm Don Bish. This is the Bolster Risk Management Podcast, dedicated to helping you through your personal insurance and money journey. I am a registered financial advisor, and I love helping people with their personal insurance. Today, episode 52, ACC. What the hell is it? Unique to New Zealand? Yes. But do you really know what they do? So most people who live in New Zealand have heard of ACC, but I bet if you ask 10 people what ACC does, you'll likely get 10 different answers. Key points today, what is ACC? What does ACC not do? And self-employed versus employee. So ACC, or the Accident Compensation Corporation, created in 1970s or 1974 to be specific, is essentially a big insurance company. There is slightly more to it, but for the definition, it will fit for the purposes of our discussions around personal risk. So the Crown's insurer is there to financially step in in case of personal accident or injury. And there are five buckets or five accounts where the money is allocated for different purposes. So I'm going to go through them without trying to be too dry, but it's, it's quite relevant. So there's the work account, the earner's account, motor vehicle, non-earner's account, and treatment injury account. So the work account, the uh, levy is paid into the work account to fund cover for injuries that happen while at work. It ensures and protects businesses' most important asset, that is their people. The earner's account, this is the levy paid into the earner's account to fund uh, the cover for injuries that happen during everyday activities, like uh, being on the sports field or home doing your DIY and falling off a ladder. Motor vehicle accounts, well, that is paid by the... Um, uh, by motor vehicle taxes to cover people injured on public roads involving the moving vehicle. The non-earners account, this is for people in New Zealand who don't pay levies but still need support if they're injured, like children, beneficiaries, students, or visitors to New Zealand. Funding to them comes from the government through a general tax. And the treatment injury account is to fund cover for injuries that are caused by or happening during medical treatment. It is funded by both earners and non-earners account, depending on whether the injured person is employed. So it all sounds really dry, but that is how ACC works. Set up in different buckets depending on what the needs are. So as an employee or self-employed person, you will pay levies or a portion of your income goes towards the work account for any accidents that are workplace injuries. If you are unable to work due to accident uh, and you qualify, you will receive up to 80% of your gross income. There are some caveats to that statement for self-employed people, but I'll get into that a bit later on. This income will continue while you're unable to work. However, ACC have a strict mandate to assist people back to work as soon as possible. Their aim is to get people off claim as soon as practical. Part of their method of doing this is to reduce their payments to you as, as you partially recover. This scaled reduction can cause angst for some claimants. For the motor accounts, if you think about the number of accidents, it is understandable why it has its own accounts. So in 2019, there were 352 road deaths from 300 fatal crashes. When I speak with people who think that they are bulletproof, that they don't need life insurance or disability cover, and then I read these type of statistics, I can't, I can't fathom the risk. Each of those deaths had a mother, father, brother, sister, child, and how many were the main income earner for the household? Uh, what larger societal impacts are created from the death of a loved one? The financial costs of this uh, are huge, and then all covered by ACC or any other government department. Life cover or total and permanent disability cover 
Uh, private health insurance is there to help provide financial protection when these types of events occur. ACC is a great safety net for all portions of the population, but it has gaps. ACC is not mandated to cover all loss under all, con all conditions and all circumstances. So that's a very nice little segue into what does ACC not do? Now, the first thing I hear from people when I speak with them is they're confused about, is that a heart attack, a stroke, or a major cancer event? They're not accidents. ACC does not cover these events, nor anything else that is not an accident. So remember, ACC covers accidents, not anything else. From the personal risk and loss of income perspective, having a stroke as a 31-year-old which makes it impossible to go to work for 15 months, is not an event that ACC can help you with. You will not get ACC support for this. If you have a young family that depends on your income for the household, ACC cannot help you. You are outside of their, ma their mandate. This is where you may want to consider some other forms of income protection or mortgage repayment insurance. Trauma cover may also be an affordable option to plug the gap for your income for a year or two. So physical and age-related wear and tear, degeneration due to age or weakened joints from old sports injuries, these types of conditions are not high on ACC's list of claimable conditions. Broadly, to get a claim from ACC, your condition must be related back to a specific ACC-covered event at a certain point in time. Having arthritis is not a specific event at a certain point in time. Having a back pain from 20 years on the rugby field is not a specific event. Assuming you don't have too many pre-existing conditions, private medical cover can get you fixed up and back to work faster than the public system. Faster access to health treatment means your potential loss of income due to not being able to work is reduced. And then we come on to self-employed versus the employee. As I said earlier, you can receive up to 80% of your gross income. This is also true for self-employed people. However, the issue is in determining what your income is at claim time. And this is a kicker for people. For this category of worker, there are two products that you can choose. ACC Cover Plus, and that's usually based on the last two years of your returns, and ACC Cover Plus Extra, and that's what we call an agreed value. So I'll, I'll break that down in a moment. Self-employed persons who file their financial returns, usually through their accountant, and quite often towards the end of the required time with the IRD guidelines. For example, the end of the financial year for many is the 31st of March. And many returns are not filed until just before the following year. Now, ACC pays claims in the last two years. If your returns have not been completed, you can elect to use an assumed figure until you get re your returns filed. However, you need to understand, if you have underestimated your income, ACC will ask you to pay back the overpayment to you. The second issue can be for those whose income fluctuates or changes year to year. If a tradie had a great financial year one year and then the next year didn't do so well, this can affect how much they're entitled to at claim time. Now, on the actual articles I've written for this, you'll see a little table, but I'll try and explain it pretty simply. So let's say in uh, the year 2018-2019 financial year, you earned an income of 100,000. 80% of that on a monthly basis is 6,666. Let's say the following year you had a, a, a worse year for whatever reason you only earned seventy-five thousand in that financial year, so that gives you a monthly figure of five thousand a month. Now the claim is actually assessed on the average over the two previous years, but this highlights how having the fluctuating incomes does affect your potential ACC claim. 
So you might be thinking you're going to get $6,000, but actually you get less than that because the average is less. I hear many stories of self-employed people who feel like they don't get enough from ACC when they had an accident. And that example I just gave could be one reason why. Remember too, that these claim amounts are still taxed income. Another reason that there is a cap or an upper limit on the amount that ACC will pay. And that upper limit in uh, this current year, so 2021, that maximum is 130,911 per annum. So if your income is over 130, 131,000, you're not gonna get more anyway because there is an upper limit that they will pay you. ACC Cover Plus Extra. So that allows you to fix the benefit amount at an agreed value up to a maximum of 104,729. This fixing can give you some further certainty for claimants. The cover type also means that you do not need to have your annual financials completed in order to claim your correct benefit entitlement. It does make things a bit easier. Your risk protection plan can incorporate ACC Cover Plus Extra. So when I talk about a risk protection plan, I mean the kind of thing that we do as brokers, as insurance agents. So effectively mixing your ACC Cover Plus Extra with your private insurance, and that can maximize your risk protection while minimizing your costs. As with any insurance product, you need to be aware of the pros and cons of any option. Though. Look, ACC is fantastic for New Zealand. It's a financial safety net that provides for everyone and it is incredible however acc has a lot of poor press and a sullied reputation mainly because of people's expectation of what it is acc is an insurance organization that minimizes its risk while fulfilling its mandate like all insurance products a certain amount of buyer beware needs to apply people can incorporate acc as a functional part of the risk protection program once they realize the benefits and limitations of the cover it provides right so that was quite a chunky piece, but I think it's worthwhile just getting through what ACC is and what it isn't. Uh, it's just mainly it's a lot of feedback I get from from people around around that topic. Okay, usual caveats in place. Uh, none of what I say is personal advice. I do talk in general terms, but hopefully I give you enough information just to have a just a good chat with your advisor, so you have a, a better, clearer understanding of where you're at and what you can do. Um, if you don't have an advisor or it's been so long that you haven't seen them, you can't remember their name, drop me a line. You can reach me at bolsterriskmanagement.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, my email address, dominic at brminsurance.co.nz. Book a call with me. Uh, have a look on the website to find out how you can book a time quite easily. Uh, if you're new to this podcast, hit subscribe. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. Welcome back. If you're coming back, if you are a regular, tell your friends, share the love. Uh, if you want to be able to read the article that goes with this podcast, you can find it under the blog section of the website. Uh, and as I mentioned on the previous podcast, I have just finished designing and producing a seven-day online course called Your Money Matters. I put over 100 hours into the course, and there's about six hours of video for you to go through and to digest, covering all things from general concepts about money, about behaviors, about paying off debt, understanding the difference between an asset and a liability, what is compound interest, how to make it work for you, all of that kind of good stuff. So if you are a bit shaky on any of that stuff, please check out the course, yourmoneymatters.co.nz. Uh, and you can also have a look at the Kindle book by that same name written by me. Uh, it's only a short book, about 10,000 words, and really it's just to whet your appetite for the course. That's enough from me, nearly hitting 12 minutes. I think we're done. Thanks, guys. Until next time.